Welcome to Ebtide Wellness, where you learn mindfulness-based techniques to help you meet the flow of your life. Here, we authentically explore what is going on within us to best meet what is happening around us. There's no stopping life, but we can meet it no matter what the tide. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, inviting you to be Ebtide Well. Hello there. Welcome to Abtide Wellness, the podcast. I'm Dr. Heather Rupp, your host, and today we are going to discuss how to find freedom from the cages that we create. So today I'm going to start off our um, conversation with a reading that comes from Tara Brock. So she tells us that Mohini was a regal white tiger who lived for many years at the Washington, D.C. National Zoo. For most of those years, her home was in the old lion house, a typical 12 by 12 foot cage with iron bars and a cement floor. Mohini spent her days pacing restlessly back and forth in her cramped quarters. Eventually, biologists and staff worked together to create a natural habitat for her. They covered several acres, it had hills, it had trees, a pond, and a variety of vegetation. So with excitement and anticipation, they released Mohini into her new and expansive environment. But it was too late. The tiger immediately sought refuge in a corner of the compound, where she lived for the remainder of her life. Mohini paced and paced in that corner until an area 12 by 12 feet was worn bare of grass. And Tara Brock's comment on that is, perhaps the biggest tragedy in our lives is that freedom is possible, yet we can pass our years trapped in the same old patterns. So it's actually hard not for me to cry when I read that story. I know it's extremely, extremely sad, and I'm not trying to hurt you by sharing it with you. But I, if you feel as deeply sort of saddened or angered or just disappointed by my life with that story like I do, well, we can all have that compassion for Mohini and use that in purpose, how we treat animals in the future. But what I really want you to notice with that sadness about a beautiful animal being kept captive is maybe some of that sadness is because we all are also similarly kept captive even when freedom is possible. And many of us live trapped our whole lives. So whatever compassion you have for this tiger, whatever grief you feel for her life, honor that, but then also begin to open up to the idea that maybe the compassion and the grief and the purpose can also be extended to you and to your own life. So while we might have some legitimate obstacles or challenges in our lives, the true cages that we actually feel most trapped by 
don't come from the external environment. We will blame the external environment. We will say, if only this, or I feel trapped in my job, or I'm trapped in my marriage, or I'm trapped in this mortgage. We think about all these places that we feel trapped. And while there's difficulty for sure, the real prison doesn't come from our experiences, but the thoughts that we have about ourselves, about our experiences, and about our options. So the freedom isn't because of what we feel being put upon us. That's not where it's lost. But it's from the thought patterns that are stuck in the past, that are stuck in the future, that are stuck in self-judgment or fears or conditioned habits. We have put ourselves in a prison, just like Mohini did. She was giving freedom, but she found a corner and just stayed in the 10-foot by 10-foot pacing. When our thoughts are stuck based on what has happened, expectations of what will happen, small boxes of what we consider ourselves to be capable of or worthy of, or our fear, we are just as equally stuck. And feeling trapped in this way, it can lead to depression, anxiety, increased stress, and generally feeling reactive. But over time, just that learned hopelessness like Mohini found. So learned hopelessness is when you just feel like, well, there's no point. I can't get out of this situation, so I'm just going to stop trying. And so when we're at that point, especially, is when we need to wake up and say, yes, there actually is a key to the door of the walls that you feel are stuck around you. And the key is in your hand. So let's take this step by step. I know this can feel big and can feel all the feels, but our goal here is honesty and authenticity with ourselves and compassion. So we're going to take this in steps. So don't worry about, you know, oh my God, I've trapped myself. Um, don't, don't, don't worry about that right now. Let's take it step by step. And the first step is this inquiry. I want you to just take a moment, take a few breaths and connect with yourself and ask, where do you feel trapped? Allow yourself to feel the walls around you. Don't worry about where they came from at this point, but do you feel trapped in a day-to-day -day routine, in a responsibility, in expectations, in a body? Um, just noticing and allowing yourself to say, wow, I feel really trapped. I feel like I don't have any freedom here. Where is that for you? Good. And as you're holding this situation in which you feel trapped, I want you to notice what it feels like and, and really notice the thoughts that come with it. And in that experience, though, I want you to, again, inquire and just listen without reacting or 
immediately rushing to answer, but are there actually any walls? Is anything concrete and specific real, not in your thoughts? Are there handcuffs? I mean, you might be handcuffed in prison, and this conversation is a different one then for you. But for most of us living out in the world, where you feel trapped, I want to ask yourself, are there actually walls? And in most situations, especially the ones that cause us the deepest suffering, the answer is no. But the captivity, the walls that we feel and sense, they come from our own thoughts. The trap of, I can't, I can never get out of this debt. I can never afford to get out of this relationship. I will never get another job. The trap is the message you're sending yourself. I'm not saying it's easy to change circumstances, but you're certainly never going to if you can't tell yourself that it's a possibility. Freedom comes from saying, well, maybe I can have another option. Maybe there's another path. Maybe if I just step out past these walls, if my little toe does, maybe I'll sense another place I can find my footing and realize that I'm not trapped. There's no walls. So Rumi has a great quote. He says, the garden of the world has no limits except in your mind. And I always think about this because I'm a pretty homebody, content kind of person. But sometimes I'm like, why don't I just jump on a plane to Tibet and try to go (laughs) hiking or on a pilgrimage? Why don't I just decide to get in the car and, I don't know, go knock on the door of my dream job? We could really do anything. Yeah, there'll be repercussions, but you can do absolutely anything you want to. Sometimes we we do things we really aren't aren't in our best interest out of this, I think, misdirected sense of freedom. But spontaneity, living from the heart, living in the flow, that's what freedom is. So my favorite days are the days that I don't really know what I'm going to do that day. And I just get to tune in and be like, what do, what's right for me? And maybe it's getting lost in the woods. Maybe it's relaxing. Maybe it's finding a friend to catch up with. You know, it could be anything. But the point is there's no walls when we're in tune with ourselves and just open to the options that are in line with feeling calm, feeling at peace, feeling like a yes when we feel constricted in body, when we feel forced, when we feel should, when we feel, why don't I want to? That's not your flow. So our minds can imprison us. And that's because without mindfulness, it's easy to lack control of our minds. Another great quote by Remy Sasan is, Be the master of your mind, not its slave. So the minds for many people are the ones that are in control. And as we've talked about, that's like letting a puppy or a child or like 
a clown. <laughs> like I'm just imagining a clown dancing around with my life decisions. It's like letting an untrained kind of mm, undeveloped <laughs> creature be in control of your cognitions. The thinking mind needs a master and that needs to be you. Mindfulness gives us the freedom in our lives by offering us sovereignty of our thought capacity, where we put attention, how we connect to our purpose and ourselves. And we don't let the thoughts run off into directions that keep us prisoner. So our thoughts without being bridled or harnessed often just will go down rabbit holes of worry, of overplanning, of catastrophizing, of storytelling, or just be in the ruts of the past conditioning, leaving us at the mercy of these kind of infantile, untrained mental habits. Let's grow up. Let's grow up and take control of the situation by finding that larger awareness. It's like the runaway horse and you go, whoa, hey, grab the reins, slow it down and use the horse for the power, but it's not in control. So the thoughts don't control us. We also don't need to control them, but we don't let them keep us in a box. When you're finding yourself in a thought habit, you can say no. Like just last night, I was really excited because some friends were going to go out to um, paddle in the evening. It was a beautiful night. I was excited to meet some new people, get into a cool community. But I found myself around, you know, an hour before being like, man, I'm pretty tired. I could just kind of chill out with my dog and like eat some pizza, watch some Netflix. And the thought patterns, the habits were threatening to say, don't change. Do the easy little comfortable thing. And I noticed that. I noticed that was happening. And I was like, no way. Come on. I'm going to grow. I'm going to go do this. And I did. And it was like super awesome. And um, definitely glad that I didn't just fall into habit of my little primitive baby mind being like, but isn't it so nice to tune out and just find some ease in solitude? Because I can do that a lot. So as you're noticing this topic of thoughts keeping us captive, let's take a moment to give you a little pause. And you can close your eyes, take a deep breath. If you have a journal, go for it. Or just inquire and notice what thoughts might be holding you captive. Are thoughts telling you that this situation is inescapable? Are thoughts telling you to stay small, to just do the easy route? Are thoughts telling you this is who you are, this is the way it's done? Are thoughts telling you that's not safe? Stay here, it's safer. Or are you just going completely on subconscious behavior? You don't even know what thoughts are keeping you captive. Take a moment here. What thoughts might be the walls that you feel trapped in? Good. And it's the noticing of these thoughts. We can't get rid of our thoughts. That's a futile effort 
that will just make them louder. We just notice the thoughts and it's such an insight of, oh my gosh, I see what I'm doing. I'm telling myself that you can't do that or this is what you are. This is who they are. This is the way it is. And you see those thoughts and you say, no. And you hold your attention to a different alternative. You hold your attention to the present moment and you gain capacity of where you put your interest, how you relate to your thoughts is how you get happier and healthier. The thoughts are absolutely not the problem. It's how you relate to them. And when the thoughts are not serving you, but they're in charge, you're not going to feel well. Your life is not going to be on the path you want. When you are relating to the thoughts in the manner in which you say, that doesn't serve me, I'm not going to put attention and energy into that story. Ooh, I feel some gratitude right now. I'm going to hold those thoughts. Or you hold space for no thoughts at all, but just sense into the present moment where you're in control of just overall awareness of what you're feeling and experiencing. Nothing is wrong with you. The thinking mind is really a force and it's trying to keep you safe. It really is. It's not your enemy. It is your friend. It's trying to keep you safe. Like Mohini in that cage, her conditioned habit, it was trying to protect her. She didn't know what was out in that enclosure. It's been so long. She didn't know how to, to be in more space. But if you notice you're doing that to yourself, if you're keeping yourself in a cage, just because maybe you don't know how, or maybe you're scared, or maybe it never occurred to you to get out of the walls, well, this is your chance to enhance your well-being, to increase your health, to grow, to live your life free. Freedom is not being under the directive of your thoughts. Freedom is living in the present moment connected to heart and purpose and path and who you are and every moment living from that place. So our final inquiry today, just for a moment, imagine. Imagine what would it be like to be free of these thoughts that hold you captive? What would it be like not to have that script, that story, that conditioned habit of mind? What would it be like to step outside of the cage? And as you're imagining what it would be like, I think it's very natural to say, well, it might be a little scary or it might be a little hard or confusing even. So we can certainly say, oh, I can feel the wind in my hair and it feels amazing to be free. And I hope you'll have those moments. But between those moments of, yes, I did it, I gave myself freedom, there's going to be some moments of, oh, shit, like I just stepped off the safety rack and like I've got some new things going here I've got to deal with. So... I get it. Learned helplessness. We want to be cozy. We want to be safe. Our captor we know might feel easier than the freedom we don't know. So let's be honest with ourselves. Why do we stay in our cages? Well, to some degree, we're just unaware. We're unawake. We're so lost in our thoughts. We're so used to living in this delusion of planning and analysis and just doing. I mean, I know so many people who are just so busy doing, they have no idea why. They're not living. 
So we're so lost in the thoughts and just the machines of producing and habit and to-do lists and schedules. We don't even realize we're stuck. We don't even check in to know if we're happy, to know if we're in a cage, to know if what we're doing is what we want. We're so stuck in living in the thoughts that we're not even separate from them. We don't even realize there's another option here. So that's what mindfulness initially does for us is brings us a whole new perspective, the perspective of the observer. And we do that by coming to the present moment where we literally wake up and like, oh my God, it's like getting out of a dream and you can see things. And the seeing things isn't always easy, especially if you've been lost in the trance for quite some time, which I think is why so many people just opt not to. But presumably because you're listening to a mindfulness podcast, you are choosing to. (laughs) Brave people. So we come to the present, we see what's up, and we go, oh my goodness, I feel trapped here. This is not the way I want this going in my life. You notice where things are that are not working for you. And you can hold the, this is not working for me in a way that doesn't then tackle on a million layers of, so something's wrong with me and something's wrong with life and it'll never be better. But you can hold the space of this isn't working for me. So now what? What is my next space in this moment going to hold now that I feel that and know that? So we get to see. We get to see and be honest with ourselves and non-judgmental and allow things. But then taking that next step, we might not want to do because we are afraid. You know, even if we see like, I don't love this job, you might say to yourself, but I'm scared of leaving because of the financial risks, because I'm just kind of used to it, um, because what if I have to like go to a place where no one knows me and I'll feel insecure, maybe I'll feel like I'm not going to succeed. I mean, we're so scared of changing that we stay stuck in these things that honestly are pretty fucking lame. And maybe they didn't start out as lame. I mean, the things that I end up being like, no, I'm done with this, started out as amazing. It just change happens. So don't be too comfortable. I mean, and it's nice if you have an area of comfort when other things are changing. I'm not saying like have your whole life like juggled up in the air at all times. That's not a very secure way to live. You know, hold space of stability where you need it to give you what you need so you can take the risk in a way that feels purposeful in the right way. So maybe if you're partnered, one of you has a stable job so the other can be the entrepreneur. Or, you know, you wait until your kids finish college before you take that big financial leap and, you know, do a cross-country life throughout the U.S. in an RV, which sounds really fun. So notice if you're just living in comfort because it's good stability for you to do, to expand from other things, like having your anchor, and then you can go out and explore and do other known things. Or if your just whole life is just habit because you're too scared to do anything else. And your patterns, just like Mohini, they are trying to keep you safe. And we can say, thank you, patterns. Thank you, thoughts, for trying to keep me safe. But like, If you're a big kid and you're all grown up and you're doing the mindfulness work and you're in tune with who you really are, what you really want, and what's really possible for you, you are capable of taking some chances and to know what's reasonable and what's just stupid. You need to know how to trust yourself and take risks and take risks that you know it's okay if you fail. 
So don't put your whole life savings on the gamble, you know? Take risks that are, hey, either way, I'm doing it, I'm trying. But you've probably created so many stories on what could go wrong that you might be afraid to walk out of the walls. So we are afraid. And if you're afraid of stepping out of your cage, notice that, honor that, and be really clear on what you're afraid of. And then notice where you can say, I don't have to be afraid of that. And then in a place where you've created security, go ahead and get out of the cage. And it's hard to get out of the cage because it's so deeply, deeply conditioned. This cage didn't come up when you were 27, although some cages can be reinforced. This cage has been developing since you were born. It's everything that we heard about how to stay likable, to stay in society, to stay tame. Um, It's everything we did to be successful, we thought, or be noticed or fit in or whatever your thing was. As an adult, you can choose who you are. You can choose how you interact. You don't have to be liked. You can notice where you didn't have capable coping mechanisms as a smaller person when the walls came up, but now you do. You don't need to hold yourself behind a castle as an adult. Maybe as a four-year-old, you did. I know as a young person, I felt like other people's needs always were supposed to come before mine. So I would be very almost afraid of people because I would think, oh no, what do they need from me now that I'm going to have to give them? Because I was taught that their needs mattered most and mine did not. So I had a conditioned cage of avoiding people to a large degree or feeling like people that I kind of found like I didn't really like so much or they asked too much. I felt out of control and scared of them. So I would do anything to avoid them. But as an adult, I've realized It's my life. I don't need to have walls when I have boundaries. If someone wants something from me that I don't want to give, I'm not going to give it. You know, if someone feels like they're out of control, I'm not going to interact. As an adult, I have coping mechanisms I didn't have as a child, so I don't have to hide behind walls. But I can create the healthy space for me and redefine how I keep myself safe. Not in a prison. So notice the emotions that come with it. Be kind to yourself about where it may come from without blaming or, you know, getting into storytelling of, oh, that happened as a kid and getting into that, you know, childhood blame, but saying, oh, I see this. Okay. I see that I was always really nervous about the situation, maybe because of X, Y, Z. Cool. That situation doesn't exist anymore. I'm an adult. Here's my situation. So now what? Now what freedoms do I have? This is cool. This is an opportunity when you see all the cages that kind of got created across your life. But like the guard walked away 20 years ago. (laughs) Why are you staying in your cage? Ask yourself that for a moment. Why are you staying in your cage? So the walls come up. Our cages are built when we feel threatened, when we feel insecure. When we feel overwhelmed, we go into primitive reactive survival mode. Being triggered, being scared, these are the times in your life where you put up cages and walls, which at the time you needed. We're not blaming the walls. You're not blaming the cage. But we're saying you don't need that anymore. 
to come out of the cage, you need to tend to yourself to heal whatever is still residual from that difficult time and come into the present where that's no longer true. With non-judgmental space, hold space for yourself, love yourself, and see what is true now. The freedoms, the opportunities, the healing space available for you to come into new patterns, to live a life full of freedoms, to step out of the cage that's keeping you small, even if you think it's keeping you safe. It's just keeping you small. You're not seeing the great big world outside of it. So before we come into meditation, I'll share one last reading from Tara Brock. Each time you meet an old emotional pattern with presence, your awakening to truth can deepen. There's less identification with the self in the story and more ability to rest in the awareness that is witnessing what's happening. You become more able to abide in the compassion to remember and trust your true home. Rather than cycling repetitively through old conditioning, you are actually spiraling towards freedom. Okay, so let's take some minutes here to meditate, come into presence, get out of the story, come into being a witness, and get closer to freedom. So whatever situation you find yourself in today, I invite you to make it grounded, to allow the shoulders to relax, maybe to take some deep exhales. If it's possible for you to close your eyes or lower your gaze to do that. Really just let yourself take the time you need to release the external connections. Gently turn the lens of attention inward. The breath is where we can direct our attention to help us Release the outside and come home to the inside. So taking this next few moments here to process from outer attention to inner awareness of breath and surrender into the release and relaxation that comes with that transition. As you find your breath, feel how it is separate from the thoughts. So there might be an active thinking mind or thoughts coming and going, and we notice that's true. Just release our participation, our engagement in those thoughts, because we know there's a difference between us, the observer, and the experience of the thinking mind. Come into the breath and feel the space you gain beneath the thoughts. Allow the breath and your attention now to come into the heart. And just feel the heart space, how it is today. Allowing the heart to have some room to speak and to open and be felt. 
If there's walls around the heart, you don't have to break them down or bust through them. But you just might allow some compassionate listening so maybe they soften. Maybe some light gets through, allowing the heart to find freedom as you hold compassionate space for yourself. Maybe your hands go to your heart. Just allow the heart come into awareness. And if the story of Mohini had an impact on your heart, allow yourself just to hold that compassion for her and for all beings. Not shutting down because it's hard to feel, but allowing ourselves to really sink into the compassion and send that out to all the animals we care about and all those particularly in captivity that we can send our love. If this turns into a dark place for you or a grief or a sadness, just hold the love. Hold the love you have for these beings, not the pain. This compassion you feel, this love, turn it to yourself now in the same way you hold in the heart, other beings. Can you hold yourself in compassion for all you've been through, your life's journey? Of course, there's been cages you've put yourself in. These cages protected you. We can have gratitude for them. We can have compassion for ourselves. We can have respect for what we've made it through. And we can also have a real clarity on the cages that we're still living in, even though the door is open. Just hold yourself in the heart of compassion, understanding that fear is normal, that security is a reasonable request. <laughs> These cages aren't something wrong that we did, but we get the choice to decide when we don't want them anymore. So hold yourself in compassion. Hold the heart open to everything that's led you here. And realize you're not a captive, but you have the choice, instead of shutting down, to open up instead. Just soften. Just soften into the heart into the body, into the breath, and in the softening into the moment, allow the walls to come down. Allow the cages that no longer serve you just to melt away as you find the strength within yourself to find security and trust and safety, purpose, and growth. You don't need those walls. Melt into your own sense of this moment, 
of yourself, of what is keeping you tight, and feel it melt away as the light within you grows brighter. Maybe you imagine yourself in a cage that you don't want to be in anymore. And if you can just breathe into the heart, the light from your heart expands to the walls and they begin to come down. Initially, you might just look beyond the walls and imagine and see what's past them that you never really considered as an option before. But you know now that freedom is your choice. And so you believe there might be more for you beyond the walls. Perhaps you gather the courage and you imagine stepping out of the walls into the other side, the other world, noticing what fears come up, what doubts, what stories, and staying out of those thoughts, but into the body, into the heart, and knowing how many steps are right for you. And just keep opening up an experience step by step to what you feel as you expand beyond the known environment of the cage. What if you could do that thing? What if you believed that you could alter the path you've been on? What if you trusted yourself? Go out as far as feels right into this new world of possibility and hold presence, hold compassion, and feel what living is like out of the cage of your mind. Notice what you're feeling. Allow yourself to go beyond with breaths, whatever you're ready to walk through. Feeling how you can keep yourself safe, even when taking a step into the unknown. You keep yourself safe with self-love, with self-awareness, with boundaries. You can be free outside of this cage and also safe. On the other side of this wall, I want you to imagine finding a perfect spot. Just go sit in that spot or stand in that spot or twirl in that spot and feel your freedom outside of the walls of the cage. Return back to the present moment, back to your breath, feeling your heart now, feeling your body. Allow yourself to maintain the space between observer and the thoughts, holding the mindful awareness of thinking mind so you remain free out of their cage. And I'll close this meditation with a reading by Hafiz. We have not come here to take prisoners, but to surrender ever more deeply to freedom and joy. We have not come into this exquisite world to hold ourselves hostage from love. Run, my dear, from anything that may not strengthen your precious budding wings. 
Run like hell, my dear, from anyone likely to put a sharp knife into the sacred, tender vision of your beautiful heart. We have a duty to befriend those aspects of obedience of our house and shout to our reason, please, please come out and play. For we have not come here to take prisoners or to, to confine our wondrous spirits, but to experience ever and ever more deeply our divine courage, freedom, and light. Thank you so much for listening today. I will see you next time. In the meantime, be abtide well. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please support this podcast by clicking the like and subscribe buttons. And why not share it with someone else who might connect with it? I'll see you next time. In the meantime, be abtide well.